We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. It's Bart Winkler. This is Into the Winklerverse, at least the podcast feed. You notice I didn't go with the good morning, everybody, because it's not a traditional episode. We are renting the space out for free 99 for Rami and Drew. I was able to jump on their podcast, so maybe you've already heard it elsewhere. I thought Rami's tweet was great. Uh, It gave you the link to Spotify. And then for Apple, it just said, like, beats me or still figuring it out or I don't know. So they're getting up and running. Um Rami Makloff, of course, longtime friend, longtime friend of show, also longtime good old buddy, Drew Flaggy. Uh, Rami's longtime friend, got to meet Drew a few times during the Bucks run, and good to be on with them. So I'm the guest on their episode. This is Rami and Drew's episode. Uh, if you enjoy it, please reach out and find ways to continue to listen to them as they continue to post more episodes with this show being uh not daily anymore sad tear uh rami is going to be a good outlet for some of the uh other stuff that you're looking for so check out rami and drew and here is their first episode welcome in to episode one of rami and drew i'm rami makloff you may know me from previous sports radio escapades this is my co-host drew flaggy flello god damn it just that I can, I can clip off the beginning. That I know how to do. I just don't know how to clip stuff from the front and back. <laughs> just just roll with it. <laughs> Bart is backstage and he saw all of that and is laughing. All right, here we go. Welcome into the episode one of Rami and Drew. I'm Rami Makloff. You know, may know me from previous sports radio escapades. This is my co-host, Drew Flaggy, fellow Milwaukee comedian, where we get together and talk about sports and other things. Drew, I'm excited about this. Are you ready for a new adventure, buddy? I'm I'm ready for take three of this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can we call the podcast third take? Is that... Can- can you not watch the game over your laptop or over your phone or whatever you're recording from? Can you can you not yeah, do that yeah. for at least the first episode? Can you just focus on the show and it's focus on our first guest? You got to focus on our first guest. He's he's a national superstar from CBS so Sports Radio. You can hear him late nights and follow him at Bart Winkler Show. It's my absolute pleasure and honor to welcome in the one and only 
Bart Winkler. Bart, thank you for joining us, and thank you for putting up with uh, all the bullshit that preceded this in terms of the technical difficulties and our first two takes. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Uh, <laughs> is it really, though? At this point, is it really? No, no I've, I've, recorded, I've recorded like with college kids that were more... <laughs> But we're like, boom. it's the, it's the, the first game. one. And my internet just went out. Like, I'm not the most technologically advanced, and I'm more than happy to take the roasting for that. But my internet just completely went out as I tried to introduce Bart on our first take. Well, that's something that I've needed to do in podcasting is hard. You got to hardwire it. You got ah. to put, put it right in. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. See, we're here to learn, Bart. We're here to learn. I don't, I, that's a failure that I've had on my own. And I am uh, unbothered by all of your shenanigans because I'm having a very uh, financially rewarding night. I How's had that? A, uh, I had a points, rebounds, assist prop on Nick Batum. No, and, no, uh, you Contavious don't get to do this <laughs> And they both hit. Along with my Embiid Jokic one, oh, so I had I had the. What you got to do PRA? Yeah, no, I do. DraftKings got a new pick six. I'm doing. I did. I do underdog, and I took Jokic on the triple double, and I took the points, rebounds, assists on Embiid. Embiid hit. I bet on Aaron Gordon. Rami said that I have a problem. Well, yeah, you have a problem because you're betting on guys like Aaron Gordon. And on Packers kickers, who bets on kick? Bart, have no, you ever prob- bet- problems are issues that are in need of solutions. Do you feel like your gambling is in need of a solution, oh, or is wait, it something uh, that you I enjoy doing? It's one eight hundred gambler. Rami froze again. <laughs> Rami looks like he's winding up to sneeze. <laughs> I'm about five minutes away from telling Rami to come over to my house. I'll just edit. I'll just edit it. It was fine all day. I've literally been sitting on my computer all day and have had no You issues. sound like of Valley Sports. Now it fucking starts up. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Valley Sports. It worked all day. And one time, it crashed. I, I will hardwire like, like Bart told me. And that's that's an experienced podcaster sharing wisdom with me. But what I was about to say before my internet come out, maybe I or went out, maybe I'll edit this. Maybe I won't. But I don't want this to turn into like a long promo for DraftKings or Underdog or like throwing anybody under the bus how is this shit legal i thought gambling wasn't legal in wisconsin and like y'all are just betting unders how's this how how is it how is this allowed is it did i just get you guys in trouble should we start the recording over again no just uh i think the rule is forget about it like that's it it the mob runs it See, but the thing there's a difference. We're Fair not enough. we're not using like there's betting services and then there's like fantasy contesting. Yeah. And so there's a lot of sites where Drew and I cannot go to to put a bet in for over under, but we can play through fantasy contesting if they will score more than or less than. <laughs> Yeah, which is, yeah, which are over and unders. That's like that's a class that's a classic bet. You can go to Vegas, they got a whole board full of over and unders the size of my and, house. It's and you can go to Walmart and get a whole fucking stack of pull tabs. It's the same thing. 
I'm not saying I got it. I don't care. Proud of it. I don't care. I want it. I think it should be legal, even though I don't, I don't partake. I'm just, I'm curious as to how that's allowed and called fantasy when it's the same, it's the same betting that's been going on as long as there's been betting. Am I wrong? Well, now, now you talked about it like it's prostitution. I don't do it myself, but <laughs> I was, I was thinking it sounded like people talking about marijuana, but I guess, uh, we no. all our minds go wherever our minds go. Bart, no. how is it being a national radio host? How's that treating you, buddy? The hours are very different from what you're used to. Well, my hour, my yeah, my hours are nighttime hours now, but the process of doing it, I think, is it's like it, it's it's very different. It, it is very different than like doing Milwaukee, and when you're like invested into who the 26 guy is on the brewers and stuff like that and now i might like my whole goal in 2024 is to not ever have to bring up baseball and i think (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah really why baseball baseball sucks to talk about it's no fun um if you're not like podcast is gonna be Anna, Anna, if you're not breaking down the minutia of the day, it's not. Once you get like you, if you're gonna talk about baseball, you have to fully get into it. You have to fully get in, like doing a show every day, the pregame, the postgame. You know, it's got. If you do it every day and you're fully into it, there's an engaged audience for that. But if you're just, you can't just be like you can do that with the NFL. You can just look around and say like. Cowboys coaching search or NBA can be like, oh, what do you think of this trade? Like you can, you can dabble into something with baseball. You got to like go all, there's not a lot of topics other than I think just in doing the fill in work for the last year, the main baseball topics I talked about were, do we like the new rules? Why does the playoffs suck? Shohei Otani traded Shohei Otani. Where is he going to sign? That's pretty much all that you can get into. You're not going to go, like even even on some of these nights, I'm really excited for some of these nights to watch these kind of basketball games. And if it's the Nuggets and the Clippers, you can get 15 minutes out of that to a national audience and talk about it because it just resonates. If you watch like a Dodgers Astros game and then try to do 15 minutes on the net, na- like no one no one cares because you don't even give a shit. Like that's the thing. So I think, and one of the things I talked about was the big four in American sports um, used to be football, baseball, NBA, NHL. But now I think it is NFL, college football, um, the NBA. And then I lumped events into another thing like the Olympics, which Rami hates or the world cup or uh, the masters or, you know, Indy 500, like, that's that's kind of where we're at as a culture. And so because I never watch hockey and because I hate baseball more with every passing day, <laughs> uh, Wait, this national job is a perfect fit for me. What's that? Is that just being a Brewers fan made you hate baseball? Because my girlfriend and I started dating last year and she got a whole summer of me being like, fuck this and just not caring. And then Brandon Woodruff I, got hurt after we ran into him at an Ian's Pizza. And then, like, fuck like he was too smoky at the bandits. It was awesome, and he was like, "I'm gonna eat these myself." And then he 
his shoulder died. And then I was like, well, all right, don't got to turn that on in October. Yeah. It's just the, the whole, like the whole you're in it. And that's the thing you're in it for 162 games. And you don't like, if you're a baseball fan, you're not just watching four games a week. And if you are because of work or other events, you're still like, how are the Brewers doing? You know, you're still like up to date. And then they make the playoffs and they're done within 36 hours. Like, well, the, the, the amount of time that you prep for something, it's like if you train your whole life to climb Mount Everest and then you get a flat tire on the way to the place and then <laughs> someone like shoots you in the neck. It's like, you never got to do what you wanted. The fuck was yeah. the whole process? <laughs> I got over to the first one the Diamondbacks. And I had to park like way past Kelly's bleachers. I sprinted to the stadium to watch us blow that lead. Like I was so pissed off. And Gary was like, ah, this is awesome. It's the playoffs. And I'm like, we're going to be done tomorrow. It's, I was just sad the whole time and sweaty. You know, I ran. Bart, I was about to disagree with you. And I was, and I was about to be disappointed in you because I really am. I, I don't just say this because you're on the show or whatever. And I've told you this in private. I'm I'm really happy that you got this job and I'm proud of you, but I'm also glad that there is somebody on national radio doing national media that isn't just screaming hot takes that that is going to be funny, is going to be smart and is going to have nuanced takes and, and it's going to be different from what we're used to on national radio. And I was about to be mad at you for being like all the rest in not talking about baseball but you make a good case in terms of hosting a national radio show. It does seem like you either got to be all in and breaking it all down like every day with the same team and following them, or you're kind of just in for the big stories. Like you're, if there's a fight, if somebody charges the mound or there's a fight, or remember a few years ago when they were checking everybody's belt and everybody's socks and shoes to see if they, if they had, if they had something sticky on there. That's that's when it really lends itself to a national conversation. I love baseball, but you make a good case that it's kind of it's kind of regionalized and niche and and nerdy. And and it's hard to make that a national thing, which I, I kind of hate to say, but I agree with you. Well, I don't I, I don't think baseball is a regional sport, but the way you root for baseball is right. a hyper local. It's hyper local. It's like. Because if you're watching your team, like, let's say you watch um, the Packers, okay? So you watch them, and then there's five other windows of football, which is once a week. It's very digestible. Even the NBA, if you watch the Bucs, they're on a couple times, and then there's plenty of other weeks, and then it gets to be a point where there's not much else going on, turn on a basketball game. Uh, with baseball, they're on every day. So you're going to watch that game – and then you're going to watch another game and then you're going to do it again. You're already committing five, yeah. six, seven days. You're, you're like, you're committing time to the sport and then when else are you going to watch it? Uh, so maybe they do a bit. Like, I think there should be a day game on every day. Just figure it out a way. It's good for kids. It's good for gamblers. Um, it just, it like it, the people will be interested and take advantage of that. The Sunday night baseball stuff. I mean, that that's a start, but it's the same five teams all the time. And that's another take that I've kind of really been proud of is with the NFL. It's like 
think of the worst Super Bowl matchup possible right now. Like the worst Super Bowl. Houston and Tampa. Okay. Oh. But they would get 110 million people. Yeah. Everybody people would celebrate it. And we would find the great storylines because it wouldn't be Houston versus Tampa. It would be the Buccaneers versus the Texans. And in the NFL, we all like look at every team as one thirty second. But in baseball, it's like, oh, I'm not watching Houston, Tampa. They, it, it needs to be the L.A. Texans and the, the <laughs> you know, Chicago Buccaneers. Why? Because the people that cover the sport, like you never see Rich Eisen going, oh, mother, we got to go to Green Bay. There's nothing to do there. We got to go to Green Bay to watch a game. It's like they cherish. They don't. They're not focused. Fans aren't focused. The media is not focused on the market size. And so that's another thing. Like if, if we're going to rant about baseball, I could go on forever because I think baseball is trying to make all these changes for what, like there should be a sport. That's a little slower. There should be a sport that doesn't have to be TikTok microwaved, you know, drunk uncle getting uh, in there, but there, there should be something where you can just go and relax and not have to look at nine different fucking clocks to see what's going on. Oh yeah. I was totally against the whole speeding up everything. And I brought up to my dad, actually, I'm like, you think any of these pitchers are going to have shoulder injuries and shit like that because they're not letting their bodies just rest for a couple seconds. And then fuck me. That goddamn doctor comes out and says, yeah, Brandon Woodruff's shoulder injury comes from the, the, like the pitch clock thing. He's like, they're seeing more and more guys with these strains. And it's like Manfred wants to have these rule changes to speed this shit up. So what? So you buy a Christian Yelich Fortnite skin or something? Fuck them. I don't care. I don't care what Hassan Piper and XQC have to say about baseball. They're not American. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care what I has to say about the Red Sox. It doesn't matter. So it's like leave the people who like baseball. It's the problem is the people that are celebrating the shorter games are the writers who hate their jobs anyway and get to go home 45 minutes earlier. And then we're the ones reading that. And we're like, Oh, games are shorter. That is better. Meanwhile, have you seen one like person that's, have you seen like anyone come out and be like, you know, I'm a 17 year old kid and I didn't like this three hour game, but now that it's two hours and 45 minutes, this is the game for me. No, I've said that. I, I said that for a long time leading up to the rule changes. But, I mean, there was there was a bump in ratings and attendance last year for Major League Baseball. I don't know, because I agree with you, Bart. If you're going to watch a baseball game for two and a half hours, you'll watch a baseball game for three hours. Like, what's, what's the other 30 minutes? And every sport now, when you throw in commercials and everything, an NFL game is three hours. An NBA game is two and a half hours. I don't think it was the length of the game that they were trying to shorten. I think it's they want more perpetual action happening. They, they don't want the lulls because people aren't being entertained when a pitcher is taking 38 seconds in between a pitch or there are six mound visits in an inning. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if it's so much about the time and fitting it all into a shorter time frame as much as it is more action constantly happening. And that's why you saw like the change in the size of the bases. They want more base runners, more stolen bases, more hit and runs. They just want more action. I think that's more what they're going for with the rules. And honestly, I'm kind of for that. I, I pushed back on some of these rules. And then I saw with the, the effect that they had on the game 
and I'm here for it. I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily need a shorter game, but a faster, more athletic, more faster moving game that, that I'm here for. And, 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 and I, I kind of support it. Look, there, there were, there were times here that like when Giovanni Gallardo was a goddamn snowstorm out there, like nothing moved when Gallardo was out there. That guy was captain Dick around out on the mound. <laughs> Like, you could literally get up within a batter. You could go up, take a piss, and then get back in line for a beer and come back, and he's at a 2-2 count. Like, it was – it was. you didn't miss a lot either. It's like not a lot was happening, but you weren't missing it. You know, it was good. Giovanni Gallardo was like a museum exhibit, okay? And sometimes I just want to admire the art. Yeah. Yeah, now you go get a drink and a hot dog, and it's like three innings have passed. Yeah, I went to a game in San Francisco last year. Beautiful ballpark, by the way. And right. uh, these people, these people sat down behind us, and and they were like, "We usually show up like half an hour late, and it's the first or second inning." It's all, and this game was flying like it was moving fast, even for the new pace of the game. They were like, "It's already the fourth or fifth inning, and we just we just got here." And it, so I think it, it it does change like your habits around watching the game and going to a game and everything else. But aren't, aren't we all in favor of like a faster moving, more action packed, more athletic version of baseball? I don't really give a shit how no, long it takes, but don't we all want that? No, because Miami heat fans show up the exact same way as San Francisco giants fans do. It's like they show up for <laughs> like, and they're like, wow, so an entire half of basketball has gone by. <laughs> That's fair. That's I guess we shouldn't be coddling fans who who want to show up late to games. I guess you you do have a point there. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, Bart, I did want to, we want to get into the Bucks with you. That's the main reason that we got you here to talk about that basketball team. I wasn't expecting a baseball conversation, but I enjoyed it there off the top there's been a surprising turn with Bart Winkler and I don't know if it's just getting older I don't know if it's being a father and perspective 
I saw you came around on Matt LaFleur, which was a very reasonable and objective thing to do. And as this season with the Bucks had kind of a rocky start, you were on the Bart Winkler podcast, one of the voices of reason, and saying, everybody chill out. We don't need to fire Adrian Griffin 10 or 15 games into this season. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pleased with this change in Bart Winkler because you were a little bit more reactionary when, when I knew you at a younger age. Well, maybe, but I don't think I've ever called for a coach to be fired one-tenth the way through. No, maybe not. Season. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not that we never went quite that I, I just I you know, and again, Bucks fans, and maybe this is all fans, maybe this is the TikTok microwave social media generation <laughs> we're in, but it's like every game, every game, every game that they have played is a discussion about Adrian Griffin. Every game. Damian Lillard hits a game winner. I go on the phone. I see uh, Dame bailed out Griff tonight. Dame bailed out Griff. That that's your reaction, <laughs> Damian Lillard. The the same way you freaked out when you couldn't imagine Damian Lillard was going to be paired with Giannis Antetokounmpo, and thinking of when the first Dame time was going to hit and how joyous that would be when he just you know stone faced did the watch and you were going to be so happy and that happened and you let yourself have a few fleeting seconds before you then looked at the coach and thought, that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're doing? <laughs> this is what we <laughs> wanted. Crazy <laughs> argument that was going on after that Sacramento game. It was <laughs> Lopez's reaction to Dame shooting that ball on that give and go. Like, Brooke Lopez put his hands on his head, like, in disbelief. And people were like, this fucking washed-up 35-year-old thought he was taking the game-winning shot. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Who in the right... There wasn't one player on that team that was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dame should have gave it to me. That person is in... Maybe Thanasis thought that, but <laughs> give him a pass. Well, they've got they've got expectations, right? I'm not... I'm not... Yeah. I'm not adverse to thinking that they, they have Giannis Adetokounmpo, they have Damian Lillard, they have Chris Middleton. They, you know, and you have a coach that a coach that came in before this Dame trade. So they thought about shaking it up. They shook it up, but then they had a way to shake it up again. And so maybe, maybe you shouldn't have fired bud. Who knows? I still think the way that like something had to change and something did change. It's just, they never would have like, you don't not fire bud for the 1% chance you might trade for Dame. And then, and then you're like, oh, well, they, you just, this is how it worked out. This is how it played out. And so, I, I mean, give the guy a year, but even if you don't give him that long, give the guy more than a month. I mean, before we, and I think it was a lot of people trying to plant their flag and say, this is, this is what we think. We're the first ones to think it. And they did it earlier than ever. And I think there's some weird like thing. And I, I the regular season NBA is hard. And I've, I've talked about this a lot, but, it's like, it is important, but we do react a little too strongly. We do get too into it. We should get into it. It's fun. But we're at this weird place now where I think a lot of Bucks fans, and then also I'll tell you from, from a national perspective, hey. um, some of these like podcasts, it's like the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks somehow need to win every game by 25 points. Otherwise, they're going to get shit on by the national media and they're going to get shit on by their own fans. 
Winning's not good enough. Winning by a few points isn't good enough. Winning on game winners certainly isn't good enough. They have I, I don't understand that. And if they get to the playoffs and then it doesn't work, fine. You make a change. I just I don't understand like the need for I, I don't know. And I'm dumb enough. I think this Bucks team has constructed can win the whole thing. I still think there might be a trade or two or whatever, but they got so much. They got Dame and Giannis and Middleton and Brooke, and not everybody's been playing great. And some of these guys, you know, Dame's going through stuff, whatever. They're still figuring it out. They got a first-year head coach. It's still it's still relatively early, and they're second place in the league and putting up 130 points a game. My so excitement actually, and optimism for this Bucks team has not wavered or faltered even a little bit through uh, anything through anything that I've seen. I have not I've not oh, been you're not, not in the Milwaukee Bucks Nation. You haven't I, seen I, I, those people are out of fucking control. Like oh, they, you mean the face the Facebook <laughs> the, the Facebook yeah. group, you mean? Yeah, yeah, Facebook no, I'm not in that being like you see this crazy shit. Because every, yeah. like after every game, people freak out. And like that, that was where the Brooke Lopez thing was circulating. And then like somebody even deleted a comment that I made on their post because they said Bud didn't or not Bud, uh Adrian Griffin didn't adjust at the end of that Sacramento game. And I brought up that Pat Connaughton had to inbound that ball. They stuck Sabonis on him so he couldn't see around Sabonis. They glued De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk to Damian Lillard, and they were really willing to roll the dice at Malik Beasley being in the corner and Pat Connaughton having to throw over Sabonis and three other defenders to hit that guy in the corner for a three-pointer. And then what happened was Pat called a timeout, Adrian Griffin adjusted and sent Dame to the backcourt so they would remove a defender, and then they had to go to Giannis, and that's why Giannis went to the line. It's like Giannis is your second-best ball handler out there. And these fans are just like, no, they need to get it to Dame immediately and let him jack up a shot from literally anywhere on the court. And it's like, he has been less than efficient for a month now. This and is he why is going- I don't spend time in, in Facebook groups like the one oh, you're know, talking. Like, like tw- Twitter is reactionary and crazy enough. Like Facebook groups are just fucking. You're spending time nuts. in Facebook groups? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't. I'm trying to do more on Facebook. I put a, I put like a new show logo. I put a new logo for my radio fan page or whatever. I just put a new logo up there. Someone and called it, your pussy. <laughs> someone goes, "You fucking suck. Your ratings were terrible." <laughs> I'm like, "This is a fan page. Why are you here?" All right. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had to go and find you to tell you how bad you fucking suck. He then he's trying to, then I don't, so I don't want to engage any further, but then he's like, we all know what you did to your co-host and the things you said about them. <laughs> Karma's a bitch. And I've said a lot of stuff about other people in the business. I've said a lot of stuff about people employed where I've been employed. Sure. Yeah. But like I've a- never gone after my co-host or no. anybody that's worked on my shows ever I, I i sometimes wished you had but you never did you never once went after your co-host never i like the people um that that want to like throw ratings in your face like the only ratings publicly ever available to anybody in uh in radio are like the most general 
ratings that exist. Yeah. And sports stations, unless some of you are the, one of the big ones in some of these bigger cities, don't register ever in those ratings. In their demos, they do. They do very well. Uh, it's a great return on investment. It, there's very loyal listeners, very wise listeners. I really believe that. But it is a smaller piece of the pie. And so, yeah, uh, we were getting our ass kicked by, like, the station that runs all Christmas music. or. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the Bell Sports app. I, I like that he's like, karma's a new bitch with your new job on national sports radio. Karma really yeah. got you, Bart. You I, don't think he, I don't think he knew that as I was arguing with him, I was like in between commercials of my <laughs> national show. Have you, uh, we'll get you back to the Bucks in a second. <laughs> Since you brought it up, is there, are there uh, being a national radio host? Because I know you got talking tos for uh, your social media activity by your boss on local radio. I happen to know that for a fact. Any, are, are there some, uh, are there some, any strict restrictions now that you're on national about engaging with the listeners and the audience and not going too far or using certain language? You would think, right? <laughs> you would think. I would. I would think. I'm trying to police myself better, but... Dude, I don't know. Like Kevin Durant of radio, you're just telling people, shut up, pussy. <laughs> Let me cook. <laughs> I did notice, like, so I've started, I started, uh, I've always, like, back in Fond du Lac, okay, I took over a music morning show for a duo that was there for 15 years. Listen to these humble beginnings, ladies and gentlemen. Listen and they got fired. Guy. The guy got fired, and the lady was like, I'm just not working with anybody else. <laughs> and the, we didn't tell the audience what the hell happened. They were just and not there just, one day. It was just me. Yeah. And then like when Wicket left, then I took over and there was an explanation, but I had filled in a little bit. So, and then um, this just happened on my new show is that I'm a familiar voice on filling in, but I don't know that it registered yet that this is the voice now in this time slot. And wherever I've gone, there's always... I call it the fart stinkler day <laughs> where people realize, Oh shit, this is the guy now. I hate him. And then they call me fart stinklers. If it's the first time I've ever heard it. And, um, you know, they tweet at whoever like this guy sucks. Fuck this guy. And it's all that. And it's like, it's, cause for a while it was a couple of weeks. I'm like, man, nobody's like, I guess this audience likes me. And then, <laughs> and then there was one day where I realized there's a, there's the normal section of people. Did a guy really, a guy really called you fart stinkler like recently. Many people. Yeah. How does that thought run through your mind? And you're not like, ah, that's not original. So I'm sure. Am I just thinking like a comedian where I'm just like, no. I'm sure he's heard that a million times. There's no, I'm not going to waste my time. You're calling a guy fart stinkler. I got to be better than that. 
Dude, how many times, Rami, how many times have you, you, you hosted an open mic for years. How many times did you hear a brand new person go up there and be like, this is the, the first time doing a comedy open mic is a lot like the first time I had sex. So it's going to yeah. seem like forever for me. It's going to be way too short for you. And you're going to leave probably disappointed. <laughs> that is like a stock joke. <laughs> think so when their first fucking open mic so you don't think that somebody went on a message board and called bart fart stinkler that's fair when you that's texted me that bart was good to go for this i was like yeah fart stinkler <laughs> i thought of that watching the clippers tip off i think i i think i said this on the show too which i don't know because i i'm really I'm trying to be cognizant of like how I come. I don't know. I I still think I'm very niche. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I think I'm like. If you like what I provide, you do. I don't. So I'm still trying to be like very. I'm trying to guide people into what's up here. Yeah. Um, Ease them in. Ease them in. It's very all of you. But I think I said at one point. I said I could put a hundred of you in a room, and then. You could tell me 15 of these people hate your guts. And I said, by looks alone, I would bat 100% on that test. <laughs> I, could just, I could just tell. I know who doesn't like me, just based on your appearance. I could tell. You feel like you're more likable on the radio, though, than you are in person or, or vice versa? Wow, what? Um <laughs> Do people like you more when they can't see you or when they look at you? Are you more likable? No, I'm saying, because you're not, I mean, we can say we are all we want, but there's a different, there are differences between on-air Bart and on-air Rami and on-air Drew versus just your day-to-day person. Do you think that th- this- I don't, I don't think so. Not for me. Mm, there's a little bit of a difference. There's always a little bit of a difference. Always. Is this any different than any conversation we've ever had? Off the air? No, I guess our conversations are pretty much the same off the air. Like, yeah, you got a good point. I'll give you that. I'm being I might wondering. like actually name names off the air or say <laughs> shit like that, but <laughs> you want you can name names here. Nobody's watching. This is the first episode. Nobody's watching anything. No, the first episode, what happens is. You think nobody's watching, but then as you grow, people always oh. want to be like, well, what was the first one like? And so then a bunch of people watch you figure out that in 2024, internet does not reach attics somehow. Or wherever I'm not in f- an attic. Where I'm not are in you? an attic. I'm in, I'm in an upstairs bedroom. It's uh, what do they call these? Uh, I don't know. It's one of the houses with like the pitched. It's a oh. pitch ceiling in the upstairs. There's there's a there's a name for this style of home, but no, like, it's a, not. like a bungalow. No, it's not a bungalow. <laughs> a <laughs> I dormer? Don't know what it's I forget what I don't know, man. How much time do you want to waste on the style of home that I live in? Oh, I live actually, in a bungalow. This is a bungalow. I did want to talk is about it? yeah. Rami, we should get like some books to put behind you, like just dictionaries and then like a basketball so we seem smart about sports. I am gonna I gotta hang up some some, it's like, some stuff. It's like politicians, like we're getting into the political year, and I've been watching a lot of Nikki Haley shit because she texts me every day. And <laughs> she definitely got my 
she thinks that I'm my mom, and she just she said, hey, what's up, Kim? Nikki Haley. So I've been checking out and see what she does. She's got books behind her. Like, everything she says is stupid, but she, she looks smart. COVID really changed home broadcasts. So everybody's got, like, a great fucking home broad. Part, I was on your show the other day. Who was that guy that, that, that jumped on your show and he had the fur coat and he had a wall of portraits of himself behind him? Everybody has, like, a great professional, well-decorated studio in 2024. And I'm, I'm in what looks like an attic for our first episode. Yeah, I guess I have the fanciest backdrop of the three of us. It's just my windows. <laughs> I couldn't do anything about my light. It's uh, it's, it's really reflecty on my eggshell walls. It looks yellow. No, can't see my neighbor's house. Reflection, die. My driveway's like this cool. big, too. It's like a sliver. It's very small. Is that all you shoveled? Is that what you're saying? Or Oh, my God. My snowblower broke again. Twice in two months. I saw you tweet that. How do you break a snowblower twice in two months? It's not even the engine. It's like, it's the first one broke, the thing snapped off. And then the second one was a newer one where it's bigger and it clips onto what steers it. And that just decided to break. So did you buy a new one or get them repaired? I don't, why are we talking? Just answer this question and then let's move on from your fucking. I don't think I'm that much. I don't think I'm likable in any platform. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the box and what I was saying. I'm no less optimistic or excited about this team and the pairing of Damon Giannis than I was the day that the season tipped off. And is is any are either of you two any less optimistic? Because I lost my mind. I jumped on your show the day that they traded for Dame. And I thought then, like, this is fucking amazing, not only from a basketball standpoint, and they're going to win a lot of games, but find me a more entertaining pair or duo in the NBA when you talk about those two guys' style of game. Has any of the shine worn off of that for you guys? Because I still sit down every night and just get giddy and laugh at at highlights or, or watching what we saw the other night with the first Dame time in a Bucks uniform. Like, I, I, I will not let these Bucks fans that you're talking about rain on this parade for us. No, I'm I wouldn't, not. Uh, I, wouldn't, I don't think you can say in 2024 that you get giddy anymore. I do. No, he had that whole problem with the kids. I know. Yeah. I know what you'd say. Yeah, yeah, getting giddy don't mean what it used to. No, dude. <laughs> giddy get going, dude. It's not good. No, Although you I'm can really uh... get away with it. <laughs> no one cares. We don't know yet. There's an investigation. You were saying, Drew, about the Bucks though? No, I haven't. I I actually I haven't wavered at all. Like, you know, like I'm constantly trying to go places and watch games and just drag all of our friends out to just like watch this. Because it's like if this does manifest into another championship run and we all decide to go to like Uncle Bucks again. It's going to be fun when people are like, oh, my God, I sat through January basketball to watch something awesome happen again. Like, I have I told you, like, I mean, you've known for a long time, Damian Lillard was my favorite player in the league mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just got accused after Damian Lillard hit that, uh, that shot of being a Damian Lillard hater. And all I do is hate on Damian Lillard because I said he was really inefficient for most of uh, December. 
Because remember, I don't use the word inconsistent. I use the word inefficient, where it's like, are you taking a lot of shots and making them? Because like people always lobby the accusation at Chris Middleton. Oh, he's inconsistent. Well, maybe there's a game where he only took eight fucking shots because the shots weren't there. So yeah, he's going to score what? Maybe maximum 16, 20 points. But people get pissed off when he scores four because he shot eight fucking shots. And he shoots 40% from the floor. It's like, okay, whatever, fine. Like, Damian Lillard was inefficient for a lot of December, but his numbers in Portland already pointed to that happening. Plus his uh, his whole thing with going through with whatever his personal issues are. Like, he's fine. Like, I haven't had an issue with him, but then he hits a big three-pointer and everyone's like, you fucking hate him. You fucking hate him. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, it's You just... got to stop talking to the people you talk to is what I I'm know. thinking. He wasn't the... Well, it's, it's specifically that one comic I told you about that, like, got all mad. Oh, yeah. Stop talking. Yeah, stop talking yeah. to that guy. I got Bart, have you, are you putting no. chairs out on the parade route? Are you still fired up about this thing? Has any of it worn off for you? I think, like, you just got to get to the playoffs. And so we just got to make sure that they continue to get better and that you see improvement. But also, if they lose a couple games in a row, it's not, it's not the postseason. And I, I, I don't know. I, I tend to think of it that way. I know that a lot of people say, well, the signs were there and this, how do you turn on a switch or whatever, but you are playing a different sport. You're playing a different game. It's a different setup. It's against, it's against uh, one opponent five, six, seven times. And so I don't know that you can properly judge it until the first round. And last year was bad. And the year before that, they were hurt. Well, and the year before year. that, they won it all. Last year we beat the shit out of Miami in the regular season, and then like I think we went three and one against them last year, and then yeah, like if we see the Pacers, we'll kick the shit out of them. Yeah, and that, that I think that's the thing that a lot of people are upset about that it's like the Pacers and they're kind of like a non-entity. I think like they're they're a six seed maybe at best in my opinion. And what what I what I think people get mad at is they see us lose like four games to them, and that sucks to watch. But also, it's like we, the year that like we won the championship, we lost three out of four games to the Charlotte Hornets. Whatever. Where the hell were they in April? Like they weren't anybody to worry about. So it's like, I, I don't I don't know why people like forgot all of 2021, because most of them, I honestly think, weren't there until May. It but, is a young fan base. Bart, I've seen you tweet about that. It's. It's a relatively young and new fan base, which is going to happen when you have a team that hasn't won a championship in 50 years. And then suddenly they get a new arena that's the center of downtown and they have a great superstar like Giannis and you win a championship. You're going to draw and attract new people who are still learning the game and sort of learning how to be a fan over the course of a long season. Yeah, I just I, I just wish that they're... And not not saying that you have to be old to appreciate the Bucks, but there's got to be just a level of like, and I, I don't know. I remember being mad about a lot of games growing up, and then you punch your pillow, and you know you you slam your hand down, or you say like ah oh, fuck or something like that, and then you move on. But now we have a way to document our frustration, yeah. and if everyone's doc, like if everyone is punching a pillow, being like fuck but they're doing it publicly. Then it seems like it's a bigger thing than it is. Then that spreads. Then you have assholes like me that are always like, why is everyone punching their pillow? What, 
Why don't you? And then, and, then, and, then, and then people gang with me and gang up on me. And then we're all fighting each other. And then 15 minutes later in the locker room, they go, oh, Bucks fans are crazy. What do you think about that? And they're like, what the fuck? How? We just like, how is there, how is there any group think of emotion? How, how is there any pulse on what people are thinking? I'm still sweaty, you know? Well, that's I, uh, where we're at. The first, the first game against the Celtics this year, I was so excited about that game. And then we just came out and just shit the bed hard and had to claw our way back. All of our friends showed up after an open mic to the bar that I was watching it at, and they bought me shots like I was going through a divorce. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not that upset. I'm going to also take all these shots. Like, that was also oh, yeah. blackout. That was also blackout Wednesday. I think that yeah. that factored in as well. It was bad. My sister drunkenly took my keys and drove me home in my car. That was. That... <laughs> I found out how high up my back seats are because my sister was like, "You're not driving." <laughs> <laughs> nice. I should maybe edit that out too. We'll decide and post. Bart, She's we are going to a... wrap this. Twenty-five. We, we, we are going to wrap this thing up, but uh, before I let you go, like your fucking. Your football team is like in the playoffs again, and you got a quarterback again, and uh, like that. That's probably pretty cool for you. Rami, say it. What team is that? Oh, you're doing the Ohio State Michigan thing? No, I fucking hate you guys. I hate. How is this happening again? How is this happening again? They're the best. They're the best team in the NFC North. Hmm. No, they are going out because I'm already looking at next season. The Packers aren't winning the Super Bowl. The Lions aren't winning the Super Bowl. The Vikings aren't even in the playoffs, and the Bears are a joke of an organization. Well, this is why um, this is why I think Packer fans need to really enjoy this moment because next year there will be expectation again. Like now we've seen what Jordan Love can do, and we've seen this team get better. Um, next year there will be expectation. This year still there's not. You're still playing with house money, so sure. Um, I, I do kind of, I do kind of worry about like a Jordan Love and CJ Stroud did really good, and then they're both going to go and get you know whooped up by you know and get an like welcome to the league moment. I worry about that a little bit, but also Jordan Love's been playing on what I think is as good of a run as you've ever gotten from a Packer quarterback. With these last eight weeks, there was the Giants hiccup but he's got like 20 touchdowns, one pick pass ratings over a hundred every game. Again, not the giants hiccup, but it's in big games. Like Rogers won MVPs. Okay. And he put up a lot of numbers, but then in those big games, he was not MVP Rogers. Love is playing better in bigger games. And it's a greater stretch than Rogers. Maybe has done. I don't, I don't know when the last time was. Uh, certainly the Super Bowl run, but how many other times after that? And for for Love to go to San Francisco, if he could go there, because Rodgers had a chip on his shoulder, right? Because the yeah, Niners didn't take him. And then he won a Super Bowl. And that should be like, all right, the chip's off my shoulder. I Everyone who didn't take me, I did it. But he still kept that chip on his shoulder against the Niners. And then he played them in the playoffs four times, and they beat him four times in different ways, too whether it was Kaepernick or Mostert or the snow or whatever it was. And if Jordan Love can go into San Francisco now and beat the Niners on his first try, I mean, that would just be comically 
insane. Is that going to be exercising a demon like the Bucks and Six thing became exercising the demon? Where Love just beat San Francisco? If we go and beat San Francisco, then we got to go to Detroit or Tampa Bay. I mean, shit. Are we that close to getting there? Yeah. We are. Yeah. I I remember like at least 10 years ago and saying, you know, when Aaron Rodgers was was taking the throne from Brett Favre, I was like, man, because as a Bears fan, I was like, okay, you guys had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. If there's a third, I I fucking I quit and I I'm not just not job just a job in sports media. I just quit football. Like I'm just and now it's now it's happening. And they're they're like testing me. They're challenging me to see if I will actually fuck the football guys are trying to see if I will actually do this and just quit football. And I might. I'm telling you, I if this goes in the trajectory that it's going right now in 2 or 3 years from now, I might just be done with the sport, man. This is fucking bullshit. This is complete and total bullshit. Rami, well, you, you gotta. Did you say what he? Sorry. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta let other people make the decisions for you. <laughs> what do you mean? Like the Packers only got Rodgers because twenty-three teams passed on him, and Favre they got because Glanville thought he was too stupid, so they traded for him. And then Love, a bunch of teams didn't want him. Other quarterbacks were taken. The Bears always have the choice. The Bears are always, like, they're making the choice. And then they choose the wrong guy. Yeah, but then they so also if you, just... you get, you got, I would just trade down, trade down to, like, eight and take the last quarterback left that no one else took. That's how you get your next quarterback. If, you just, if you're going to make the decision, they'll screw up, like they always do. I still think the Bears should draft two quarterbacks. Because you know they're going to fuck it up. So at least once you fuck, like whoever they take between Caleb Williams, Drake May, let's say, whichever one they take will suck. But if you take both, one of them will be good. No, you're just better than the other one. Yeah. Take them both. Now you're just, now you're just mocking me. Now you're just laughing in my face and mocking me. No, I wouldn't. Face. Um, No, the there's the South Park streaming. What board. have you done to earn my respect? I'm a national <laughs> radio host. <laughs> you can't even get past your first. You can't even get past your first bar on Wi-Fi. The fuck? No, it's holding up. It's been good for like the last 45 minutes. It's been 45 minutes. Can you believe that? No, you're looking at the Adidas bars on your shirt. Oh, oh yeah, shit. I thought that was. I thought that was his Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> it's fitting it's halfway there <laughs> all right bart we're gonna let you go buddy and wrap this thing up uh thank you for doing this i appreciate you i'm proud of you i'm happy for you i love you and uh thank you um <laughs> i have no desire to do this anytime soon <laughs> Check them out. Weeknights, late nights, 9 to 1 if you're listening in the Central Standard Time Zone on CBS Sports Radio and on the Bart Winkler Show podcast. See you, buddy. We'll talk to you next time. You're doing this again, and we'll talk next time. I know. Fuck. All right. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) There he goes. (laughs) Bart Winkler. Hell of a dude, isn't he, Drew? I love that dude. He's 
the last time I saw him in person, he was he had helmet nachos at a Brewers game that he hates. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say we were all shirtless in the Deer District celebrating a championship. It was, but I was like, no, there was less hairy, sweaty hugging. I was hugging a cop that night, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> drew any any closing thoughts on the first yeah. episode of rami and drew when you're like they're gonna force me to quit it's like you're doing like that i'm walking out the door and literally there was like one of the south park specials that came out and cartman was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna leave and then he ends up getting <laughs> fake tits because his mom wouldn't buy his <laughs> like, like that's you dude like you're like i'm gonna quit Paris. i'm gonna do it and you're gonna go up with and fake tits one day. Like that's just what's gonna happen. gonna be really If that happens, you'll see it right here on Rami and Drew, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. That's Drew Flaggy. I'm Rami Makloff. Thanks again to our guest Bart Winkler, and uh, we're gonna try and pump these out daily. So uh, look for a new one on Thursday. Drew, I will talk to you then, my man. All right. All right, dude. Later.